Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Here's the snap. Blitz coming. Allen steps up in the pocket, going to take off and run. Has the first down and more. To the 40, to the 35, 30. Breaks away. 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, Josh Allen. There you go. That made it 21 nothing. Made a little bit more of a game in the second half. Just a little bit. The Steelers did play tough. Mason Rudolph started to get a little bit of a rhythm in the second half, and that was aided by some Bills injuries on the defense. Welcome to the show, by the way. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. So the Buffalo Bills do move on. Interesting game, right? I think being overshadowed by questions surrounding the future of Mike Tomlin. But when you watch what you saw on the field yesterday, Perloff, the Bills were a heavy favorite in this game. And outside of the injuries, I think they showed this was like a good kind of, I don't want to say warm up for the playoffs because that would be disrespectful to the to the Steelers and I wouldn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, to, to think about getting Kansas City next, and if I do this from a Buffalo Bills perspective, this does kind of get you in a rhythm of making sure that you are going to keep committing to the ground game and try to continue yeah. to put together long drives where Josh Allen doesn't turn the football over. Well, I mean, that's what you've been asking for going back two years yeah. is commit to the ground game. It's funny that they're doing it now. Uh, when Jay, when TJ Watt didn't show up, when he wasn't in uniform, I think the Steelers lacked some confidence. I, I think there was a moment in the second half they're like, whoa, we could actually maybe win this game because they came out and the Bills – obviously just gash them the first two drives felt like the Steelers defense gave up a little bit. Did you get that sense that they weren't really into it, which is weird for a Steelers defense. I think that was lack of confidence because of TJ Watt. I thought the bills looked okay. Like this was just like you, you've been telling me all year, like they'll let anybody back into the game yes. because the Patriots, you know, almost beat them. The chargers came back into the game. It does feel like for some reason they can't keep that first quarter intensity up. What's going on there? Well, a couple things. You didn't have the signature Josh Allen turnover in this game, or else it would have been even closer. And believe me, as a Bills fan my whole life, was I waiting for that turnover to happen. Never came, to their credit, never came. And I think that they've had trouble putting games away, and the defense just keeps losing player after player. I mean, you're talking about being down to your second and third string. I kid you not. The player for the Bills who led them in tackles in last night's game, was on his couch in Charlotte, North Carolina, preparing to take his family on a vacation to the Florida Keys when he got a call (laughs) from the Bills, hey, by the way, we actually need you, and then led the team in tackles last night. That was A.J. Klein, who had been, you know, basically, uh, you know, removed from the practice squad back in December. Five defensive starters 
who played week 18 against the Miami Dolphins for Buffalo are now injured. Now, we'll see if they get some of those players back. But my bottom line going away from this game, from the Bills' perspective, is they can beat the Chiefs. Well, that being said, by the way, if the players who are getting hurt are not good in the first place, is that the same? (laughs) Because half of these guys are backups that got hurt. So... Uh, here's one big question. Terrell Bernard had been playing excellent. He is not bad. Taron Johnson can be a little... Christian Benford. These the, the guys are, are players that the Bills have been counting on on defense. But uh, how many of those guys were started the season as backups? A few. Uh, what's <laughs> the, the depth deal? of this team has been tested on defense. What's the deal with Russell Douglas? Is he, he looks like he's going to be able to play. So he'll try and cover Rashi Rice. Uh, here's the thing. I think this is working out great for the Bills because the Chiefs, we got a little bit confused by their their offense looked good against Miami in the freezing cold on yeah. Saturday night. This offense has been bad all year yep. long. There's just no way the Chiefs are going to explode and and blow them out here. Well, this is going to we'll be it's going to be a close. I mean, how? What show so, me one game this year where the Chiefs offense has looked dangerous? They don't, but I'll, I'll give you this. Whenever it's Mahomes, you got to respect that on the other side because Mason Rudolph at times was able to pick apart at times in the second half was able to find some holes in the Bills defense. What do you think Mahomes does with that? I mean, Mahomes is surgical. Now, I do think the Bills are catching them at the right time. Finally, the Bills get them at home. So let's see what it's like. You know, Arrowhead is one of the great home field advantages that they have in the NFL. The crowd is super into it, and they make a difference. Let's see now what it's like, you know, to put that team on the road, to put Andy Reid maybe in some uncomfortable situations where he has to make, you know, he's making decisions at the end of the game. Let's see what happens there when you're doing that on the road. And this is a Chiefs offense that has looked out of sync. So yeah. for the Bills, this is the perfect time for them to try to get a little revenge. And, you know, again, can the defense hold up? We'll see. But as far as the offense, you know, th- this has got to be like the Bills offense has got to win this game. You cannot put it on the mm. defense to try to contain Mahomes or whatever. The offense has to go out and win this game. See, I, I think your mindset there is going to get in trouble because you don't want Josh Allen to be over-aggressive and the Chiefs can't score on anybody. They've scored 30 once the second half of the season. That was against the Raiders. They just, they're, they do not score. Listen, they, they I didn't cannot, say anything about being no dangerous receivers. I would, I would do what you're doing last night. Yeah. I would hand the ball to James Cook. Same. I would have Josh Allen run. I, I think you're fine. I would not start chucking the ball downfield. So that's why I'm saying don't make the offense win. I think your defense is good enough to to contain the Chiefs because anybody can contain the Chiefs right now. No, what you need, I didn't say be over-aggressive. I don't want them to start going for these explosive plays. And we'll see what happens with the weather. That might play a factor in this too. But I, I'm talking about what you saw last night, which is for the first touchdown drive for the Bills was a 10-play drive. The third touchdown drive, that was an eight-play drive, and Josh Allen ends up ripping off that big touchdown. You're talking about a 45-yard field goal that they kick at the end of the third quarter. That was a 14-play drive that took up seven minutes and 18 seconds of clock. That was the most important drive of the whole game. Rudolph was starting to feel it a little bit, get confident, and then he had to sit there in the cold for 10 minutes. It was 21-10, and then the Bills go on a seven-minute drive to make it 24-10. I think you're right about that. And then the final touchdown was a 17 excuse me seven plays that took almost four and a half minutes so it's got to be that kind of stuff that's got to happen if the bills are going to actually win here i I will give you say one thing the chiefs defense is legit now yeah they are they're really good nick bolton's back chris jones is great i i think it'll be a little tougher the steelers without watt i I just felt like that was not a steelers defense that we know so i think this could be a strange slug it out defensive game so the complete opposite of the 13 second game where nobody could <laughs> yeah, stop anybody it's going to be a, both teams have changed their style ironically 
Now, you did get me a little panic. Because I thought the Bills had a great chance to win, but you came in this morning and you listed the injuries three or four times. That's got to be the biggest fear if you're a Bills fan that you're way down on your depth chart on defense. It's ridiculous how they are patchworking this together. Now, what's kind of, I guess, been a little fortuitous for the Bills is that most of the injuries have happened in the secondary. That's not fortuitous against Patrick Mahomes, but at least the pass rush is still... Yeah, able to get home a little bit now again against Mahomes, he'll eat you up. So I, I don't, mm, I don't know the old Mahomes. Are, but yeah. here's the thing: I think casual fans, you list these injuries: Tyrell Dotson, Terrell, Terrell Bernard, Terrence Johnson. Everyone's like, who, who, yeah, what, know who what, who? Where's Von Miller? Where's Rasul Douglas? Great question. Where's, Where, where's Greg uh, Rousseau, who actually had a big sack? Yeah, yeah. at Oliver. I mean, at Oliver. Well. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I think the batters are going to be like, this guy's injured. What do I care about that? You should care because that's the thing. If yeah, you, yeah. If you, you follow know, closer. If you don't know who the injured guy is, there's no shot you know who his backup <laughs> is. I mean, and listen, it's one of the great stories in all of football, maybe for the rest of our lives, DeMar Hamlin and his recovery, but I do not want to see DeMar Hamlin on the field. Well, at least DeMar Hamlin's played NFL games. I mean... DeMar is, you know, again, he'll be an all-time Buffalo legend forever, and that is an amazing story, but he was already a third string and safety, and he he can't play a lot. Well, he started... Cam Lewis, they can't play a lot. He started a lot of games last year. If Only you took at the, the end of the year when the injury started. To if you took up. the near death experience out of there, you would not be. Demar Hamlin would not be the guy on this defense you'd be worried about because there are plenty of other backups who have not that much experience. <laughs> and you just said they I got a guy. Up, they uh. Yeah, I, if you get Douglas back, I think Rushy Rice is the only receiver on the Chiefs. Shut him down, and who's going to – Kelsey's going to gash you in the middle, but they are so unscary on offense uh, right now. I mean, Kelsey, listen, that that's there's PTSD there with, with Bills fans and Kelsey, you know, uh, just as much as Tyreek Hill. But for sure, I mean, Kelsey has, is, is still a game-breaker. I know that he's not having a great season, but look what happened with Miami. I mean, it, that was a super negative 30-degree game, but Kelsey still yeah. was a difference-maker in that game. He's their most important receiver. Yeah, I. but there's nobody on the outside who scares you. That's why the Buffalo is, is not terrible. They're injured cornerbacks. I mean, I could cover Justin Watson. Is it that hard? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, can we hear from Khalil Shakir uh, talking about the Josh Allen 52-yard touchdown run? I was on the sideline and I, my hands were on my head and I was just jaw dropped. Just like, no, it, I was just like, wow. I, plays like that, man, that's, he's just a freak of nature. Um, he's a guy that can make anything happen at any given time. And when you got a guy like that on your team, especially leading the team at quarterback, I mean, shoot, good luck. Yeah. Let's not overcomplicate this thing. We can talk about third string down the depth chart on the defense, and that will end up playing a role in the game against the Chiefs. But don't overcomplicate it. It's this version of Josh Allen that's the best one. It's the the running version, the running, and the don't have, to, and and also finding Dalton Kincaid, finding mm. Knox, finding Stephon Diggs for a massive third down conversion last night, where the play looked absolutely dead in the water. Those kinds of things. That's what's going to be the difference in this game. I can X's and O's you, and we can stat you to death, and we can depth chart you to death. It's going to be about Allen in this game, and we know it. It's going to come down to Allen and Mahomes. Someone's going to take a shot Chris at him. Jones. If he if he runs like that fifty two yard run, I mean, the Chiefs are going to watch that film and be like, all right, let let's yeah. get this guy. I know, uh, which is interesting. Uh, also, do you spy him? Actually, I don't it's really a good know. strategy. I mean, I'm not yeah. I'm not in favor of dirty play, but. And I would never advocate for that, but I would get why they'd want to take shots at him. That, that's yeah, what everyone's trying to do with all good quarterbacks, right? Yeah, yeah, and he's such a big target. But he's I, he's been invulnerable. 
whatever. I'm not gonna, I'm not wishing Josh Allen an injury. What really interests me is this two tight end attack with that you saw early with Knox and Kincaid. Because I, I last year I was watching the Bills. I'm like, well, if you just cover Diggs, then what's the big who you scared of? Well, Gabe now, Davis, w- yeah. was a thing, kind of, but not not really. It just felt like kind of like Ceedee Lamb and the Cowboys, where Stephon Diggs was the only really reliable weapon to me. Now it doesn't feel that way. Well, that's also part on the quarterback, right? Because mm, it, you know we talked okay. about Dak Prescott with uh, the blowout loss that the Cowboys suffered at the hands of the Packers, how much was Dak just zeroing in on CeeDee Lamb? It was like he, was t- he wasn't he was even trying to look off, you know, uh, safeties and stuff. It, yeah, it was but crazy. Yeah, CeeDee Lamb's his only good receiver. I know, but Josh Allen used to do that. Right? Oh, with Diggs, he okay. used to do that with Diggs and sometimes still does and earlier in the season still did. But this new offensive coordinator, the changes have been stark. You might look at the numbers and be like, oh, mm. it's not that different. Oh, it, yeah. Watching the games, the the rhythm and the play calling does feel different. Oh, absolutely. Joe Brady, this is, right, who finally got the run game. And it's almost as if Maggie Gray was coaching the team now. <laughs> They're being I got a direct line to the uh, coach's box. Uh, also, too, I'm curious, though, down two touchdowns, say that ever happened, will Josh Allen fall back on those risky throw absolutely. habits? Absolutely. So the beginning of the game is important. It just, oh, man, I'm, I'm happy for you because it feels like it's laying out to give you a really good chance this year, which it, it did not feel like that eight weeks ago. Well, okay, I'll give At you that. At least you're in, 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 you know, a home playoff home game playoff against the Chiefs. Game. You no never doubt. would have saw that coming. This is, uh, and it feels like the Bills have whatever, I understand these injuries, but it feels like they took a lot of blows early in the season. They've landed on their feet and they know who they are, or am I imagining that? They have a bit more of an identity now yeah. than they did probably early in the season. It's possible. Uh, the defense is still a mixed bag, but... to their credit, like they've had all these injuries and they still have continued to win. They've come a long way from the 12 men on the field against Denver. I mean, that was the easily the low, low, low point of the season. They've been essentially playing de facto playoff games for over a month and a half. Yeah, that's a good formula. I don't know. Sometimes I think that wears guys out or maybe you get some confidence. I can't say anytime you you have to face Patrick Mahomes, I can't say things are laying out nicely for you, but they do have a home playoff game. It's all you can ask for. They're a slight favorite. That doesn't mean much, though. Uh, we were talking about the hit piece on the Eagles on ESPN this week. Yeah. You notice the Bills have not lost since Ty Dunn's hit piece on Sean McDermott. <laughs> do we, does possible Ty, does they, Ty get a ring? Possible they, they rallied around their coach after the outside world came after them. I mean, for bizarre statements yeah. by Sean McDermott. Yeah, he should have never said anything like yeah, that. Yeah, but... Uh, <laughs> It does seem like Sean McDermott's a weirdo, but maybe they're rallying around him. Yeah, and what Sean McDermott said, he was evoked the 9-11 terrorists saying that that's how teamwork, that's an example right. of teamwork. I mean, geez, how toned up We all read that article. Be like, yeah, reading that article was like, an NFL coach has a job who could say something that's stupid, but they've won since then. Well, and also it was years ago. Like, if that had been this offseason or this training camp, maybe it would have been different, but it did happen several years ago, so maybe people had actually moved on and passed and forgave him. You're right. I mean... What do teams love? I know you think bulletin board material doesn't really exist, or you think that's kind of lame if a professional athlete needs bulletin board material, but there is something about closing ranks. Maybe there is something about a little, like, hey, they're trying to throw dirt on us. Um, I don't know. It's hard for me to say that because they almost lost to the Chargers. They almost lost to the Patriots for the second time. It's not like they've been steamrolling through the schedule here. And listen, they basically let the Steelers back in this game. Yeah, I mean, they let Miami creep around in that totally. Week 18 game for no reason. That was Tua. They were driving to go win the game. If Tua yeah. doesn't throw that pick, that, that maybe this whole thing is different. I got to tell you, I'd rather be me and dead for the season than have to deal with the roller coaster that is the Bills. It must be tough because you really don't know. 
Thank you. We're looking at the wild. We're looking at the divisional (laughs) round. There's four games that are three of them are big spreads. I I just I said to you last night. I'm like, well, which team you think is going to get the bad call that's going to cost them the game? You know this game, Kansas City Buffalo are mirror images of each other. The officials have been terrible all playoffs long. And you know that particularly when these two teams get get together, something bizarre happens. I'm just. Are we ready for the text? I can't believe that call happened. It's going to happen. This this is going to be the best game. It's going to come down to the last minute, and there's going to be a flag that is go- someone's going to advance. I'm telling you right now how this is going to play out. I mean, there were some terrible calls last night. I, I never understand. It, there hasn't been that smoking gun call yet, although George Pickens did say he felt like that the Steelers had to play the Bills and the refs. I get what he's talking about. He was definitely held on uh, on a play uh, late in the game. I don't think that lost the game for them, but he certainly has a gripe there. Yeah, I I never understand why the NFL does this, which is they have officiating crews that work together in like little crews all season long, and they get graded out on how they uh, officiate the game. And then in the playoffs, they mix and match everybody to do these quote-unquote all-star crews. But that's like, you know, how... Like all-star teams, you don't have the chemistry. You don't have the connection. You don't have the shorthand communication that you would build up over a season with your own crew. And you saw it last night when there was a controversial call on whether or not Dalton Kincaid, he did get fouled, but was it a catchable ball? Was it Kincaid? It was Kincaid. Yeah. And um, the officials are huddled together like they're gesturing to each other. It looked so bizarre, and they're really just waiting for New York to make the final yeah. uh, the final say. There has to be some change in the protocols because I think there are a lot of fans who are upset about how NFL refereeing has been, yeah. and it's for stuff like that. Now, could I don't think anyone could argue Dog and Kincaid was held, but the problem was clearly they threw a flag because they wanted to call pass interference. And they they couldn't throw that flag because clearly the ball was uncatchable. They didn't know on the field whether or not he was held before the ball was thrown. So they're sitting there, and it just looks fishy. You're sitting there in a huddle. Mm. You're gesturing. You don't know what's going on. Fans don't know what's going on on the stadium. Fans at home don't know what's going on because they're just sitting there saying, finally, it took, like, no Romo or Nance, like, two minutes there. I think they're talking to New York. It looks fishy. Then you throw the flag out. Like, there's something with the optics that look bad. You can't have a play like that happen where he takes five minutes to throw a flag for an uncatchable pass, yeah. and then George Pickens gets held on a catchable ball, and you throw no flag. Yeah. I'm okay with the right call, though. That's the thing with instant replay and sky judges, and you're calling in, you're going to have to wait. And but I think tennis, it's too we, important. We, they have reviews that take two seconds. Well, the other part, too, is it kind of felt like they went in between on the call. Yeah. They didn't give him the spot of the foul because they couldn't because Josh Allen threw the ball in the, the second row of the stands. It was not catchable. But they still gave him a five-yard penalty. If I was a Steeler fan, what that looked like to me was you were trying to find a way yes. to give them a flag, and you don't want it to look like that. Terrible. That's the problem. There's uh, the optics. It, yeah, I, but I agree. I, I think Miles Jack. It was on Miles Jack, yeah. right? Who was I awful mean, last night? He was well, so awful. I mean, he was and, basically retired twice. Yeah, guys. <laughs> I know. Yeah, he I came, back to coming off the couch, like you had to call something because that was such a poor defensive play. It's such a poor effort by him. I, I'd rather slow down. I understand it looks clunky, but what if they could have slowed down and called that hold on Pickens? Then Steelers fans would have been, or pass interference on Pickens. Then they'd be okay. That's the thing with Sky Judge. You have to wait. So, by the way, and I think they they uh, mix up the crew so Brad Allen doesn't have to be there. He's on the sideline. Did you notice? <laughs> oh, is he, he there? had him in the, he had like a face mask thing because it's so cold, but that's his eyes. Yep. He's on, he was on the Steelers sideline 
because they give extra refs. Oh, he was the, the second. He's uh, like the, the designated alternate. Steelers. Like if Mike Tomlin needs to, did like, he do the Bills Dolphins game too? Or he had a big game in Week 18. I think it was the Bills. Anyway, yeah, he's no, still he around. Won the Saturday games. Yeah, it was a Steel. I think it was a Steelers Ravens. Steelers Ravens. Right. Yeah, oh, right, right, right. It was okay. like they gave him the rain game. Like, and I knew it was a prime time game. That was a standalone <laughs> right, game. Were like, why is he doing a national TV game that was just happened? I saw him. I was like, something bad's gonna happen. <laughs> How did you recognize Brad Allen? This is the weird part about being our jobs. Don't I? I think I can You're recognize. Brad Allen was wearing a mask, and you sure it was him? I don't know. Let's go. Let's let's find the image. It's got to be on the internet somewhere. That is a sad state of affairs. I always think about this. I once forgot my best friend's birthday, but I could recognize Brad Allen I was on the sideline. Like, where are your priorities? Oh yeah. Okay, you're right. Controversial referee goes viral during playoff game. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, He's I got sitting a, right there talking to Mike Tomlin. I got a radar up for bad refereeing, don't we all? Eight five five two one two four CBS. The funniest moment, funniest moment from the Bills Steelers yesterday. We will get that to you. It is sound. It is glorious. It's from the mouth of Jim Nance. Eight five five two one two four CBS. You are welcome to weigh in. Early look ahead, Bills Chiefs. I think it's winnable for Buffalo. You know, guys. I. You mean is there a field goal favorite? <laughs> I'm just saying, go up against Patrick. Is there home against you're, a you're, team that can't score more than 24 points? When you put it like that, you're that. Deep. By the way, you have to know if you don't know Maggie to say that this game is winnable is a gigantic step in the right direction. Thank you. I feel like I deserve some prog- like progress here. Yeah, baby steps. But I do worry that you're setting yourself up for a fall. <laughs> no kidding. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Only the last 40 years of evidence. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. The funniest moment from yesterday's game is next. The Defensive Player of the Week is sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union, who proudly serves the Armed Forces, DOD veterans, and their families. Their members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. I mean, it has to be NFL football. But it's funny, Maggie. I was going through in my head the games. Was there really a defensive star? It felt like we saw Jordan Love blow up. We saw, uh, you know, Kansas City was too cold. You can't give anybody there any credit. Last night, the Bills beat a, you know, Mason Rudolph. I don't have a guy who stood out. I'm blanking out here. Uh, I mean, somebody from the Texans would probably have to be. You had two oh, interceptions. Yeah. Steven Nelson, Christian Harris. I think those would be the two guys. I would maybe co-defensive. Mm, Joe Flacco kind of hit them in the chest. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't drop it. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I mean, same thing with da- the, the Packers and Dak Prescott. Uh, I don't know. Go, yeah, I'll go with one Wait, of the pick sixes. Did EJ too. go Can with like someone from the New Orleans Pelicans who put <laughs> up a, got 20? By the way, Zion looks good. <laughs> he's looking a lot better, I know. This week's Defensive Player of the Week is Aiden Hutchinson, who had oh, yeah. two sacks good call. and was dominant in the Lions' first playoff win since 1992. I am sentimental to guys who put on for their city, and Aiden Hutchinson, born in Plymouth, played high school in Dearborn, so he's from the Detroit area. And their first playoff game in however many years and their first playoff win since 92, uh, he was an absolute stud. So yeah. when you show up like that in that big moment for that city, you get Defensive Player of the Week. Yeah, Not to mention the Wolverines. Yes, and of course, Michigan <laughs> yeah. Wolverine legend. Amaz- By the way, interesting X and O thing. The Rams could not figure out how to slow that guy down. The Bucks are probably going right in the film room. It feel like that is the entire defense. Like, I couldn't understand. I kept saying, put three guys on him, and I don't even know any other pass rusher there. He's great. It was a good call, EJ, for sure. Let's hit the phones, 855-212-4CBS, before we get to the funniest moment from Bill Steelers last night. Is this Levy? Levi? 
Levi is in Fayetteville, Levi. Arkansas. Hey, Levi, how you doing? Pretty good. Staying warm. How you guys doing? Yeah, uh, the same here. Got woke up to four inches of snow, which is always pleasant. What's going on today? So I want to kind of comment on the uh, wild card game between the Packers and the Cowboys. I mean, I've been a Cowboy fan since, I mean, who knows, too long, I guess. <laughs> and uh, I kind of grew up watching, you know, Troy Aikman, Emmitt Smith, Michael Irvin, and just kind of level of play, you know, it was like a big difference between a wild card game and, you know, the team not showing rating, not showing any emotion. Yeah. They, you know, they want to get mad about fans criticizing the players. I mean, dude, you get paid millions of dollars to play a game. Yeah. I know it's your job. You practice this thing. You have to catch the ball. You have to run the football. You have to make the passes. I mean, and then, you know, you criticize the head coach, and he's like, well, you don't know what you're talking about. And, yeah, I am because, I mean, for the past five years, they haven't done anything. So you have to move on from the head coach and find something else. Yeah, I mean, but Le- Levi, I, I think people – I don't know if the Dallas Cowboy players and coaches are getting sensitive to this thing. I, I think they are taking a ton of heat right now. I mean, and thank you for the phone call, and, and please call again because Mike McCarthy has to be as good as gone. The problem about Dak Prescott is I don't know where else you turn. Yeah. You know, this is not a tr- this does not feel like a an asset that's going to be easy to trade and even if you could trade Dak Prescott, who are you getting to replace him that's going to be better than Prescott? I mean, Dak Prescott <laughs> ironically we're killing him. He's going to end up third in MVP voting in the NFL. That's not nothing. Yeah, I I think that you you I agree. You're stuck with Prescott. There's no other way. You're too good, and Jerry Jones is too old to draft a rookie, rip the Band-Aid, and start all over again. So you have to bring in an older coach, Belichick, and you have to hope you can win with Dak Prescott. I think you can. I'm still – here I am defending Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott today. I I think he's good enough. If if you have the right coach, they just weren't ready to play against the Packers, right? That was on the coaching staff, not the quarterback. Well, I mean, that's where you and I are going to differ. I'm going to put it on the coaching staff. I am going to put it on the quarterback. I mean, it, it's just different with Hurts because this has been this sort of free fall over the last couple weeks that we've watched. I wouldn't say Dallas, like, no-showed the game. It felt like Philly no-showed. Yeah, I, I, well, Dallas, I think, got punched in the mouth a little bit by an opponent they may have underestimated. I, I, maybe they thought it was going to be a walkover. I don't think the Eagles walked into mm. that game last night with any intention of trying to win that game. Well, the Eagles, yeah, I, I agree with that, but the Cowboys were at home against no, a very young Packers team. I think that that could actually be a poll question. Which was more of a no-show, the Packers? Uh, I'm sorry, the Cowboys losing the Packers or the Eagles losing the Bucks? Because the Eagles had no chance last night. I, I, I told I know, you that I think they had no one. chance when they walked in the building. I actually think that the Cowboys did have a chance when they walked in the building and they got stunned a little. Right. Isn't and that snowball? Isn't that a worse no show to actually be the favorite and a seven point favorite? I, I think the Cowboys should be actually taking more heat. The Eagles, that's, that's as I kept saying, you're kicking you. a dead body with the Eagles. <laughs> um, all right, let's put that in the poll at Maggie and Pearl on the Twitter. Well, that's funny you mentioned that. I, I, as I said, there's no way Bogus, whatever he's going to say, could get to me. None of this can get to me because at least the Eagles did not lose in Dallas, which would have happened if they'd be. It could have happened. So the Cowboys losing make things all that much easier for wow. Eagles fans. Here we go. I mean, you're being you're being real generous there. Okay, we said the funniest uh, moment from the Bill Steelers. Nance and Romar are on one. I mean, geez, the, yeah. <laughs> the snow got to them. It's, it definitely got to them. So, obviously, there was a travel ban in Buffalo that they had to move the game from Sunday to Monday. And so, here was Jim Nance 
saying that the travel ban made it hard for them to leave their hotel room, which reminded them of one of the scariest movies of all time, The Shining. Because of a travel ban, a lot of us weren't able to even leave our hotel for three days. It was like The Shining. <laughs> In your bathroom. Here's Tony. <laughs> All work and no play makes Tony a very dull boy. Uh, amazing. Nance, somebody help him. This was a cry for help. Somebody get Nance uh. help. He's sending us like subliminal messages like blink once if you need a <laughs> private jet uh. out of there. I think that Romo's getting to him, man. Like, yeah, Nance that was... is unflappable, and I know he loves Romo, but like he's Romo's got to be getting to him a little. It's not bit. like not like they're in the same room. I mean, he's not exactly at <laughs> the Motel Six either. <laughs> no, 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 not about that, Pete. That, that's funny. I mean, if they had to share a room, oh, so I don't know. we've seen the we've seen the upstate Western New York hotel rooms mm. next to Maggie's oh, I know. show from up there. I don't know, Pete. That was apparently the best they had and didn't look come that good. Come on, come on, it's CBS. There's no chance he's staying in a room that, that looks like uh, <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock's going to pop out of a <laughs> somewhere. All of a sudden, the twins is just like showing up with blood all <sighs> No, no, no. <laughs> Anytime you guys get to criticize my hotel room, Binghamton, I'm telling you, I was staying in the nicest place in town. Anyway, what I think is funny is Nance is starting to crack. Because Romo's jumping all over his calls. (laughs) Like, Romo's, he's doing all the things that they kind of tell you, like, clinical kind of classic broadcasting you're not supposed to do. You're not supposed to jump the call. You're not supposed to introduce a new topic as you're going to break. You're not supposed to, like, be awkward in general unless that's, like, part of your shtick. And Romo just breaks all these rules. And Nance, meanwhile, is the gold standard or one of them of play-by-play announcers in the history of sports. And Romo's here, like, just finger-painting all yeah. over the thing. Well, he sounded a little a little bit like Tony Romo. It's like when you hang around the Joker too much, and all of a sudden you start sounding like the Joker. You know, Here's that weird, uh, you know, oh, Tony, where the people play. I'm like, what that, What is he talking about? What's, what's he doing? And you're you're trapped in a hotel for an extra, what, 36 hours in Buffalo. And I bet Romo is getting punch drunk, knocking on your door, bothering you. (laughs) I'm with you. Like, he wants out. Nance wanted out. Well, you guys got to give Romo. Romo is the voice of America of conscious. uh, Basically, his commentary on Martin Luther King was (laughs) so deeply moving. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Actually, we we have that. Do we have that? I thought we were going to cut that. (laughs) Well, we have it. To learn more, visit realizethedream.org. What a day. Martin Luther King Jr. deserves to have a day named after him. (laughs) Thanks, Tony. I like how it's taking this long to figure this out. <laughs> I think someone cut his mic. No, I think he started talking. What a day, Martin Luther King. He's like, I got to bail. I am out of my depth. <laughs> and I'm trying to think if it's Tony Romo ever commented on anything societal or does he even know there's a society out there? Here's Tony. <laughs> if it didn't happen on the golf course, I don't think Tony uh, Romo has any clue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're talking about the bunker at Riviera on hole eight, Tony Romo, is, he's comfortable. A lot of opinions. If you're you talking about race relations in America, <laughs> Tony Romo not your guy. Deserves to have a day named after him. <laughs> Deserves to have a day named after him. Here's Tony. <laughs> I think 40 million people were watching that game yesterday. Hmm. Martin. <laughs> I love he, knows that, he knows that read is coming. 
That's what's so funny to me. <laughs> if he knows that, that read is coming. He can't help but chime in on everything because he's, he's too outspoken. I love how he trails off at the end, too. Yeah, just Deserves leave. to have a name, day named after him. He's like, get me out of here. <laughs> Again, Nance has got to be dying over there because he's the one who's got to pick up right. that, that, you know, handoff and try to run it in for a score. Here's Tony. <laughs> Romo's been dropping those lines all weekend in their Motel 6. You're lucky hey, Nance even showed up on Monday. Hey, Jim, Jim. What about the vending machine? <laughs> that, that was that was that was the that was the broadcasting version of the fumble snap by Romo right yeah. there. You just see him get the oh, ball, yeah. fumble it, and try to make a move and not know what to do. That was that. I just I think he's turning Nance into like yeah, it's like Lloyd and Harry. Yeah. It's like yeah. big gulps, huh? <laughs> right. See ya. They should be doing dodgeball on the orange. <laughs> Nance is clearly a straight man. <laughs> Nance is like the David Spade and Romo is the Chris Farley and Black Sheep. Yeah, like the uh, funny thing too, then Joe Buck and Troy Aikman came on. It was like two former presidents speaking. They were so dignified compared. Did you guys oh notice the, the Nance is the one who's actually hanging out with former presidents? Like he's the guy who's oh, yeah. the presidential type. <laughs> yeah, Nance could easily fit in with it could do Aikman and Buck, Man. but Romo is you're right. You guys are so right, he's bringing him down. You 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 nailed it with it's it's like Tommy Boy, you know? Yeah. It's I got goobers. <laughs> your brain is a thick candy shell. Like your brain is a shell. This is—it's bad, man. But we all love Tommy Boy, so maybe it's he good. Saved the company—I don't know what Robo's saving. He's not hey, saving Jim. the NFL. Spectrovision. What game do they have next week? It's got to be. Of course, they Chiefs Bills. Yeah, Bills. Yeah. Man, it's a close game. I'm excited now. I, I, unlike you guys, like the end of John Gruden on Monday Night Football just because it's completely unpredictable. It's something to talk about the next Wait, day. How about when Romo says there was a, it was a, a pass that was dropped that maybe the Bills had bounced off the turf. One of the oh, Bills players picks it up crazy. and just runs it back for the touchdown 15 yards. Just like to I, think no I think it's a pick. I think Jim. it's a pick, Jim. He goes, <laughs> goes, well, I guess I should have known because all the players were just standing That was around. so funny. He goes, they know. <laughs> he also, was just like, <laughs> where, where? why were you jumping around? He also apparently learned of Jalen Warren yesterday, well, which is pretty crazy. So I might have to defend him on that one. He's, he said something like, um, we haven't done a Steeler game all year. And boy, this Jalen Warren is really something. It's like, oh no. But what I think, what Look I think, this football. <laughs> I think what he meant to say is watching him in person was impressive. Like, I think it, but the thing that 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 turned me off on that comment was he's like, wow, who would have thought they have a one-two punch? Yeah, they should use him more. <laughs> they got a good quarterback. <laughs> hey, Jim, they got heated sidelines too. <laughs> Listen, what a guy. Martin Luther King Jr. He deserves a name to be. He deserves a day to be named after him. I mean, deserves to have a day named after him. That sounds like some fourth fourth grader in my classroom doing a book report. No way. Yeah. Would be did better, not do that the would be better than this. Uh, and did not do the reading. I know. And is just winging it in front of the class. Honestly, Tony, just plagiarize something. AI just generates. It's like about what should what should someone say about Martin Luther King? Just read it. There is no chance he is doing a diorama. So he, the, the fourth grader is much better than him. Oh, my God. I'm actually reading the exact quote. He started out with, what a day. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> to learn more, visit realizethedream.org. What a day. Martin Luther King Jr. 
deserves to have a day named after him. <laughs> Here's Tony. <laughs> Did Nance know he was doing the read for Romo? It was directed at Tony. Uh, Tony, go read this. Uh, if you could have cut to them in the box, I think you're seeing Nance doing the throat slash. Like, no, no, no. Don't yeah. say it. What trying to jump out the uh, the press box, <laughs> but like, right right through a Bills a flaming day. table. I was gonna say, <laughs> right into a right, mound of snow. Yeah, right into a snowbank. One great thing about these high ratings for NFL football games is you know that all of America just their ears perked up and say, "What is Tony Robo? How is he gonna finish this?" <laughs> There's sentence? no way he's gonna land that. I plane. got five texts say about that exact call, being like, "Oh my god, did you hear what Tony Romo <laughs> just <crying>. said?" <laughs> That's some email from Sean McManus. Uh, hey, Tony, it's, it's Sean. <laughs> Let's leave those topics alone. Stick to football, Tony. I just said there's a, there's a term in broadcasting called laying out. <laughs> Tony Rowe is not familiar with that. That's when you don't say anything, and I'm going to lay out right now and pass over headlines to Andrew Bogish. Uh, their season has ended twice in Kansas City recently. Now Maggie's and my son Jake's Bills get a chance to host the Chiefs in the playoffs. Five on the play clock here on second and nine. Takes the snap. Back to pass. Fires over the middle. Complete. On a crossing route to Shakir, who gets away from the tackler. Down to the 10, looking for the end zone, and he's in! Khalil Shakir did a disappearing act on the tackler, reversed his field, and found the end zone! Unbelievable! Chris Brown on Bills Radio, Khalil Shakir's 17-yard tackle breaking run. The knockout punch yesterday afternoon. Buffalo fought off Pittsburgh 31-17 in their delayed wildcard game Josh Allen threw two other touchdowns, ran for one as well. Now they sprint towards a Sunday night kickoff with those Chiefs. It's going to take everybody this week. It's going to take you know, our, our training staff, um, our equipment staff, um, our strength room, and, and our cafeteria for getting getting our guys right to ready and ready to go. Everybody. Wait, what? Cafeteria? Everybody. Trainers, Trainers, cafeteria. Well, I tell you, the equipment guy for the Chiefs screwed up with Mahomes' helmet, so maybe he's on to something They here. need to get off these equipment guys. John is on to the Kumpo last week talking about, oh, the you know the guy who cleans our uniforms got to get better. Like, no, it is you, Josh Allen. <laughs> wait, 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 no, no. This, no, was, no, this wasn't a complaint. It wasn't a complaint. He it's, was saying everybody's we got to all chip in to get to Sunday. It's already Monday night. I got to tell you, guys, nothing to do with if it's a close game. Yeah. The Chiefs' equipment they screwed up that Patrick Mahomes helmet thing so badly. He blamed them. He was like, "Oh, my helmet was frozen. The backup yes. helmet. Come yeah. on, dude. No, you, it, it was a mistake. It happens. Yeah. Move on." If Josh Allen doesn't get a smoothie. The Bills are going to lose. I was going to say, <laughs> look at the cafeteria people outside of poison him. What? what? No. Gotta have the food ready. That I like right. cheese pizza ready. It's called organizational excellence, and yes. it starts with meatloaf in the cafeteria. Hey, Jim, they have meatloaf. <laughs> what a day. <laughs> Here's Tony. <laughs> it's the most empty sentence ever. It literally means nothing. <laughs> what a day. <laughs> What a day. Oh, my God. I'm going to pee my pants. This is awful. Oh, my God. That was the most profound thought. Here's the ball. Which part of the is funnier? He deserves to have a day named after him. Oh, thank you, Tony. (laughs) Was anyone thinking about taking it away? I don't think so. And maybe all the leagues can play matinee games that day. (laughs) Oh my god. Maybe quote a speech or something. No, well, no, no, no. There's no way that would work out well with Tony Romo. No. no. <laughs> that helped that happened elsewhere yesterday. It didn't go over well either. No. Yeah, no.
Can't can't do it. No. Uh, so that was what the Bills winning. Oh yeah, the Bucks won too. They beat the Eagles thirty-two nine in Tampa Bay. Baker Mayfield three hundred thirty-seven yards and three scores. He and the Bucks now play in Detroit on Sunday. The Boston Celtics know how to beat the Raptors. Eight straight wins head to head after last night's one hundred five ninety-six final in Toronto. Jason Tatum nineteen points, fourteen rebounds. And six assists. And UConn's number one in the AP men's college basketball poll for the first time since 09. Gonzaga unranked for the first time since the end of the 15-16 campaign. Guys, back to you. Oh, Bogish, what a day. What, what an a update. Day. What a day. <laughs> Coming up, Mike Tomlin's future uh, thrown into chaos a little bit last night, considering how he responded to a question about his contract. We get to all that next. Maggie and Pearl off CBS. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Sports Radio. Welcome back. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. Maggie and Perloff on CBS Sports Radio. Perloff sad. I'm happy. This is what happens at this time of year. Perloff's Eagles lose last night to the Bucks. It's you know, pretty embarrassing, not going to lie. And we get some news this morning, not unexpected, according to Adam Schefter, that Jason Kelsey is telling teammates that he is going to retire. And listen, well, Perloff, I'll let you take this one. He's well, first of all, for your favorite team, uh, Jason Kelsey is the most miraculous late career media empire that I've ever seen. <laughs> if you told me 10 years ago that this gruff, Sort of every man center was going to become this weird superstar whose brother's dating Taylor Swift. I would not have believed it. But I'm okay with his retirement because last night the Bucks somebody got below him on the tush push and I couldn't believe it. Yep. His snapping has actually been kind of erratic. He, this was gravy on top uh, that he was back this year because he really wanted to retire last year. And you always say once you think about retirement, you're partly retired. Yeah. So he was still great. Uh, interesting. I think you could get a real debate about Hall of Fame, and I think he has a great chance. I think he probably will go in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, they like putting offensive linemen in the Hall of Fame, and he he is everything you want out of offensive linemen. Not super physically talented, but mentally just as tough as they come. You're so right about the late-season fame that he's uh, gotten. I bizarre. Mean, the podcast with he and, uh, and Travis is like number one sports podcast, but then beyond that, you know where I think it changed for him? When he wore that Mummers costume for oh, the yeah. Philadelphia parade, it stood it stood out. 
because it's hard to stand out sometimes at these parades. We've kind of seen it all. Guys get drunk. They drop curse words. They dance. They catch beers from the crowd and chug them. Like we've kind of seen a a lot. Tom Brady threw the little party trophy from one boat to the next boat. Um, Kelsey was a a standout in that Super Bowl and also, you know. Gosh, I have to be honest. I'm a little surprised. I'm looking at his credentials. Six-time First team All Pro, which pretty much guarantees you yeah. the Hall of Fame. No, he's in. So that that's really good. Seven time Pro Bowl, and everyone loves him. Well, uh, that as an Eagles fan, I'm a little worried. He is the heart of the team, but physically, I'm not sure that they can replace him easily physically. But mentally, this could be a tough one. Well, I mean, and he also they drafted his replacement like two years ago. Yeah, so Cam Jurgens. I think and, you've been waiting for it. But the other part is this is not going to be the only guy. You know, this is I know. This is going to be a theme now, I think, for the Eagles. Like guys try to come back, give it one more run after falling short in the Super Bowl. But I imagine Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham, yep. and this is gonna be massive turnover. And that does change if you are gonna fire Nick Sirianni, which you believe the Eagles are yep. gonna do. Kind of changes the type of team you're coaching, right? Does it Big change time. at all the the type of coach? Like if it's Belichick and if you're thinking about bringing Bill in to turn over from a lot of those veterans, is that something he's interested in? A super young team? By the way, Belichick already interviewed with Atlanta. Interesting. That's a great point. This, When you put it that way, I'd say a younger coach like Vrabel who can build, who can grow with the team. They showed a graphic last night's game of Kelsey, Brandon Graham, and Fletcher Cox all walking off a field. Oh, my gosh. I got it. I, it hit me. Yeah. Because this is really the Super Bowl team is, is done. Lane Johnson is under contract. Uh, he's the other older guy. Man, this this... And the problem is they have major roster problems. There's no fix. They got to get two new cornerbacks. They got to get new pass rushers. So it's amazing. They were in the Super Bowl last year, Maggie. How can it all go away so quickly? Well, life comes at you fast. And this is kind of the all-in mentality. And I I hate to say Mm. this. I'm not trying to, you know, put salt in the wound here. But it does become harder to roster build now that you've paid Hurts. Oh, absolutely. But all-in, they did get one Super Bowl win out of this group. And they got another... Uh, appearance. I, I, this is going to sound like loser. I know you're going to. They did get a lot out of this. I don't think. I don't feel like the Eagles went all in and got nothing out of this. This run has been good, combined with and even Sirianni. If he gets fired to, to today or tomorrow, I think people are going to look back fondly on Nick Sirianni's little three year stint here. Uh, we look back fondly. <laughs> uh, we fired Peterson really fast, and he's well liked. I, I don't think Sirianni's going to go down as some kind of villain. Like Rich Kotite. Everyone hated Rich Kotite. Well, that's because he lost. He lost. Right. So Sirianni. No, I think Sirianni will be well thought of in 10 years. I think but he'll do appearances in Philadelphia. Just wait a decade. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll right. And then we'll maybe forgive him. Honestly, people love Doug Peterson, and they were more than willing to ride him out of town, and he's still popular. <laughs> they love Andy Reid now, too. Oh. They claim Andy Reid. Yeah, why not? Big Red? <laughs> Pass those nuggies, Andy Reid. I'm totally, I'm all in. <laughs> Don't mind if I do. 855-212-4CBS. Okay, we mentioned Mike Tomlin's speculation about his future. Uh, took a turn yesterday. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. 
Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.